This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now. No, 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 no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Oh, God. Welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride here on this Wednesday morning with open phone lines for you. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for watching our show and all the shows here at ESPN 1000. And there he is. I'm back with my friend, David Kaplan. That's my partner. My friend, David Kaplan's right next to me as Captain J. Hood ride again. Yes. Good to be back with you. Carmen and I had a lot of fun yesterday. Oh, did I don't you? know about your foray, but we had a lot of it? fun. Whoa. And we did four hours, and I could have gone six. We had a good time, man. A lot of NFL moves. Carmen and I had some laughs. Hmm. Rocking. Freaking roll. Let's go. Oh, six hours. That makes me feel a little small, so I'll just step aside. You could easily have done it. <laughs> You're a beast. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I, uh, did you get a chance to uh, tune in to, to the Golden Hammock that I uh, that I hosted? The I heard 10, some of it. I was working out, but I heard a little of it. A little 10 to 12 action. Ah, yeah. the Golden Hammock. Yeah, I was working out. I heard a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think? How did I do? You were fine. Work with You're Sylvie. always fine. How about Sylvie? The other, that was my partner yesterday. So let's talk quarterbacks. All right. There's a lot going on in the National Football League. I'd rather <laughs> spend my time on stuff that matters. And let's get into right. Lamar Jackson gets tagged, non-exclusive. Right. And we got a bunch of teams that are saying, yeah, not interested. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Back channels. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay, that's one. <laughs> Two, Aaron Rodgers has the Jets contingent take the private jet of Woody Johnson out to California, a little dinner. Now they're clearing cap space this morning. Man, that's how you do it. Correct. You really want Aaron Rodgers out there and with the Jets? Go out there and fly out there to his uh, cave and have a conversation. Correct. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like that could, could, and probably will happen. With all this movement with the quarterbacks, though, Cap, it makes me, I have no other choice but to think about what happens here at home mm-hmm. with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked to Ryan Poles just recently at the Combine in Indianapolis, yep. and we talked to him about Justin Fields. And actually, you know, Poles has towed the line and said to everyone, all the interviews that he's done, NFL Network and uh, Pro Football Weekly and all the, other, all the shows, all the publications, mm-hmm. says, you know, Justin is, is a... Good quarterback, but he's got some stuff to work on. Mm-hmm. See, all of this for me is a little bit of a, uh, a step back for me. It is because we get a general manager on the record that's speaking the truth. We don't get that very often. Very rare. Either evasive or not speaking the truth. And at least from Paul's standpoint, he's telling you what he thinks. And actually saying a lot of what we have seen. I think to the average Bears fan, they look at Justin Fields and say, yeah, he's good, but he needs to work on some things. 
And I think that that's a fair analysis, and Polls has given a fair analysis of Fields in that regard. I love his honesty. Totally love his honesty. This will define Ryan Poles' legacy as the general manager. It's not every year. It's never happened in the history of the franchise that you're going to have the top pick and the most cap space by almost double Mm -hmm. anyone else in the league. So how he operates, this will paint the picture for what the Bears are going to be. Now, I know there are people out there, Shea being one of them. I got a lot of buddies that are like him, that how quick can we turn this thing around? Can we get right back in the mix this year? I've been consistent. I don't believe they can. Mm -hmm. I do not believe this team's contending to go to the playoffs. I don't believe this team is a nine-win football team. I think Ryan Poles is going to take a measured approach on what he spends in free agency. He'll get some good players starting on Monday. He will. Mm -hmm. He'll trade that pick for Hall, is what it sounds like. And then I think he's looking at multiple picks next year and multiple picks the year after. And then, he said it to us, we evaluate our drafts over three-year periods. Then, it's time to go. Let's go back in time and hear from Ryan Poles uh, talking about Justin Fields, a quarterback, how he feels about him and how his development can be even better next season. Those are those moments that did blow you away, that his athletic ability and, and ability to create explosive plays um, were special. Now, what we've had discussions about, and I talked about it openly, like he's got to take the next step in his game, and I'm excited to see that because I think he's going to. Uh, thoughts there from Ryan Poles on Justin Fields. But with all the movement that you talked about moments ago, Cap, it makes you wonder about Poles. And again, he's being forthright as far as we can tell, as far as how he wants to see the team, the future of the team, the draft picks, free agency. But it's still in, in the back of my mind. I believe that Fields is the guy today on March 8th. Is he the guy when the season starts? For the Bears, because if everything's open, everything's open for business, as Poles has said, especially with the draft pick, do you think that the quarterback position is open for business too? Not right now. On on March 8th? Quarterback position is his for the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. Through the end of the next football schedule. So what is that, 11 months from now? Sure. That's what all he's been guaranteed. They're not trading for Lamar Jackson. That would be a stupid move. Pay that kind of money and all the draft capital to go get him for a guy that you're going to have to give him a fully guaranteed deal. And while he's a wonderfully talented player, he's had his share of injury issues. Yes. And my team's not ready to win. Like, if you told me, pick a team that's close that needs a quarterback, the Jets. Sure. If the Jets said we just traded for Lamar Jackson, okay. You got a billion number one and two picks on your roster, and that's the guy you have pledged that he's going to get you over the t- Good luck. Jets in that conversation. Miami's in that conversation. San Francisco. San Francisco's in that conversation. Right. But and the it, Bears are not. Almost every team in the NFC South outside of the Saints. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Just the NFC, and let's... Assume Aaron's playing for an AFC team. Mm -hmm. Jets, most probably. The Raiders. Let's assume Aaron's out of the NFC. Okay. Where does Justin Fields rank today 
not 12 months from now. Where does Justin Fields rank today among the starting quarterbacks today in the NFC? All right, let's go and start with the East first, and we'll work our way down. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously I'm taking the uh, the quarterback that was in the Super Bowl against Kansas City and Jalen Hurts first with Philadelphia. Okay. We agree? That's more than fair. Dak Prescott from Dallas. They were 12-5 and five last year. Again, underachievement. But again, Dak has got some accomplishments in the NFL. So Dak Prescott would be on my list. Okay. Okay. So then we go down and we go to the NFC North. And I'm going with uh, Jared Goff. Man. Goff is there. Okay. Okay. Kirk Cousins, whatever you think of Kirk Cousins in the playoffs, in the regular season, he's giving you quality. And the production's there. All I've ever asked for the Vikings is, boy, if they could get the quarterback right, they could be in the mix every year for the Super Bowl. But Kirk Cousins is there, and I think that stops them sometimes, and that defense. So Cousins is on the list. Okay, so we have, just to recap so far, Hurts, Prescott, Jared Goff, and there are people going, Jared Goff, man, he's taken a team to a Super Bowl, and he had an amazing year for a Lions team that everyone's picking to make a run next year. That's correct. Okay, so that's four. Kirk Cousins, and I know Waddle loves him some Kirk Cousins. Go back and look at his numbers. Again, he struggles in the postseason. He has struggled at times in primetime. Dude, guy's got a string of 4,000-yard seasons. We've never had one in the franchise's history. Right. That's why I'm giving him the leg up in that conversation. Okay. So we got Hertz, Prescott, Goff, and Cousins. Go yeah. on. Okay. So then we get to the Seahawks and Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. I think he has to be in the conversation. Well, he's certainly today proven more than Justin has. He has. Okay. The Saints have a new quarterback in Derek Carr. He's proven more. I'm going to be on the side of Carr this upcoming season and tell and and prove my point again that Carr may not be the best quarterback or maybe not in your top ten, but that the undisciplined nature of the Raiders and their defense did not help Carr's cause. I don't believe. Agreed. So, I, but, but I'll be glad to be wrong about that. He but a I, fresh start. I just think that Carr's better than we see. Probably right. And the Saints obviously believe that paying him the kind of money they're going to pay him. Okay, so then that gets us to Daniel Jones. Yep. What do we do there in that spot? I mean, he's <laughs> taking a team to the playoffs. Now, yep. everyone, you hear all the calls. Boy, I wish we'd have hired Brian Dable, the coach of the year. Boy, that guy's an offensive wizard. Look what he did with Josh Allen. He even made Mitch Trubisky look decent. Boy, I, I really wish. Oh, man, he's awesome. They just paid that dude $82 million over two years guaranteed. 160 total, but they can get out of the deal two years. He'd be a dope with a B on his head if he was here. Correct. Because it'd be the same situation. It's like... Oh, you're talking about the coach. Yes, yes. absolutely. Dave Ball, absolutely. He'd be a dope with a, with a B on his head. That guy's horrible. But what an idiot. Well, just like, you know, it, either you build on the veterans that was already here that weren't winning, or you do what Poles is doing. Okay, what I read last so, night is he and Joe Shane, the GM, who both wanted this job as opposed to the Giants' job, but it didn't work out. They got the Giants. Mm-hmm. They were all in. Dable said, that's my guy. I want Daniel Jones. Okay. So a lot of faith in someone. He's taking a team to a playoff and yeah. won a road playoff game. Our guy hasn't today. Okay. So, so we're writing Daniel Jones down. Okay. Okay. So if Daniel Jones is on that list, we now have 
One, two, three, four, five, six. We have seven. Justin's the eighth best quarterback at best in the NFC. I'll drop him down to nine if you put in Matt Stafford. Oh, Matt Stafford's won a Super Bowl for crying out loud. He was injured last year. Right. If he's healthy, Matt Stafford's certainly ahead of Justin. Now, what here's there's a reason why that we are going through this list, and it will explain it coming up next. But we saw what it cost to keep Daniel Jones. What does Justin Fields need to do next season for you to be comfortable keeping him? Again, we know the dollar amount there for Daniel Jones. Now, what about the Bears? So, what does Justin Fields need to do in your eyes as a Bears fan next season for you to be comfortable keeping him? We'll explain why we went through that list with Justin Fields at maybe seventh, maybe eighth, maybe ninth. We'll take your phone calls as well. 312 332 ESPN, 332 3776. All right, Shay, let's open the phone lines on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Checkmate 1 6, suppression on target. That's why I see him in the shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in the shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. At this time every day, we give you a shot or no shot. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Good morning, boys. Kaplan, I have a piece of paper for you. If you would like to please read that, it's on the chair behind you. Let's make sure we take care of business here. Brought to you by Club Hawthorne. Win $400 in NCAA tournament bets and Kentucky Derby bets while enjoying $4 Sam Adams beers. Details at HawthorneBettingBars.com. It's a lot of fun because I've been to them. Take that. Snorling. Uh, people are saying in our Twitch chat that that was a fine. If anything, that's a fine on me. I didn't remind Kaplan. I'll take, I'll take responsibility for that. Right. What a pleasure it is to see the two of you after spring trading yesterday. Hey, spring trading is an awesome concept. i got to give a lot of credit out to one Daniel N. Zetterman, our boss. Spring trading is an awesome concept. My brother called me last day. He's like, dude, I listen to the station all the time, driving from surgery back to the office and eating his lunch. He said, that spring trading thing is legit. Yes. Daniel N. Zetterman. You know what the N stands for? Nisenbaum. No. Knowledge. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Wow. All right, boys. Let's get started with some more football. Uh, Ryan Poles has been doing the rounds, getting on the horn with anyone and everyone to talk about the likelihood of trading the top pick. He told our friend Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback that it would, quote, take a lot to close a deal right now, but that the odds of trading the pick by the draft are, quote, over 50%. My question for you both, shot or no shot, the odds of trading the pick are 100%. I would say that's a shot. Carm asked a really interesting question yesterday. Yeah, what did I ask you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is is, is his phone's really not ringing? That we're seeing such openness from a GM, which is unheard of in these days, day and times. Mm -hmm. He said, what if every time Peter King walks out, gets off Cap J Hood, Albert Breer, like anyone he can get. Yeah. Favorite. Text me. Is my phone not working? <laughs> oh, come on. Faber being Brandon Faber of the media relations. Come on. Guru, Brandon Faber. He said, call my phone. Cause it's, oh, stop. SOB, not, nothing's ringing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I keep getting this call. Oh, is this the Ravens? No, scam likely. 
No, it's not that. No, no, Russia. Yellow. Russia. Oh, it's not the line. No, it's Yellow. No, it's not the cult. His phone's ringing. It's ringing just fine. He told us there's a cutoff at 10 o'clock because there's a work-life balance that he has. He plugs it in the bathroom so he doesn't keep seeing it light up all night long. That's actually pretty smart. Because he's just like, you know, I, gotta, I have to unplug at least for a few hours. Right. If someone's going to call, they know where to reach me. So I, I would say that... Uh, that they are training the pick. To me, that's 100%. That 100%. Agreed. Yes. Shay? What is he doing plugging the phone in and putting it on Do Not Disturb? What happens? Somebody calls up. Hey, Ryan, I got you two firsts here for your first right now. Deal done today. And I'll throw in Brian Burns. And he's on Do Not Disturb. That deal will be there in the morning. That's exactly right. Because he's the guy with the number one pick, not eight or nine. Correct. That guy didn't get back to me. We'll move on. We'll no. go get seven. They'll wait till the end of the earth to, to for polls to answer that call. They'll wait. We just be, be the call on that other guy. Did you hear back from the? No, he hasn't called back yet. Well, go call him again. Yeah, go into voicemail. Yep. Call the cops. Be David Tepper himself ringing the doorbell. Yellow. Where are you been? Sleeping. Ryan, you there? It's the, it's the Panthers. <laughs> What? What's up, man? Oh, I, I, we want to make this deal. Why don't you just call me? This is do not disturb, man. Okay, what's the deal? What? No. Boom. Goodbye. Two number ones and our second. <laughs> I want David GD Putney just because I feel like it. He, you he, pancake eating. Yeah. And, they, and he, closed, he closed the door on the Panthers. He closed the door. And then opens it up just to say, R.I.P. Jerry Richardson. And then close it back again. <laughs> Bam! Goodbye. Bam. Next. All right, looking around the landscape of Chicago sports, the Cubs are hopefully nearing the end of their rebuild. Hey, the, the Clubs. The Sox are Who hoping are to be contenders this year. Well, the Bulls, boy, the Bulls are in the <laughs> purgatory, and the Blackhawks are ripping the walls down, tearing everything apart. Uh-huh. Does Jared Golf play for the Clubs? Man. Yes. <laughs> Wow. Uh, meanwhile, per PFF, the Bears, they have the best path to getting better in the NFL based on their cap space and draft capital. And PFF added in this article where they displayed this, it was a virtual tie between the Bears and Houston. When the Bears trade the number one pick, they will have by far the greatest avenue to getting better of any team in the NFL. Shot or no shot, Ryan Poles has the easiest job in Chicago sports. Okay, just just a second. So how long is that avenue? Is that all the way through State Street? How far is that avenue? Uh, a serious question. How far is that avenue? Cottage Grove? Like how, how, because the avenue to get, to get better is, what do we say, Cap? Maybe two years? Maybe? Yeah, like I don't think they're going to be like markedly better next year. They'll have markedly better talent. The but avenue to get gonna better. It's going to take time. How long is that avenue? How many streets is that? How, how long is that distance? I think privately Ryan Poles is thinking the 2025 season, we should be a beast. That's fair. We'll be not as pathetic as we were in 23 than we were in 22. 24, we should be... We we're coming. Mm-hmm. We're a solid football team. Mm-hmm. Not there yet, but we're getting there. 2025, we better be a beast. Cubs are right there. Cubs are close. Now, I'm not saying to win the World Series. Close to co- coming out of the wilderness. It's that garbage division you're in. That's what that'll get you in. 
That well, helps. Yeah, yeah, that AL Central is just phenomenal. What are you talking about? That's a strong division, pal. Don't you worry about what's going on over here. Oh, your, your division stinks. No, it doesn't. I like yours. Ours is tougher than yours. Pittsburgh's. You don't have one team like the Cardinals to contend with, and Milwaukee's got talent. What do you mean we don't have a team like the Cardinals? You know what we got? The White Sox. How about that? Wow. I actually, to to Kaplan's point, I think I saw in the zips or whatever projections I was looking at, the entire AL Central was projected 81 wins or under. I don't care about that. You, can, you know what you can do with those projections. Uh, hand them to me so I can read them. That. <laughs> that's, that's what you can do with those projections. Tell that to the great <laughs> you, can, you can hand me those projections. We'll get to it in two weeks, honey. Don't worry about that. Baseball, see, listen, like Tom Waddle likes to say, uh, college basketball doesn't start until today. Baseball starts on March 31st. So to quickly answer your question, the Bears and the Hawks are in that conversation, right? Right, Shay? Because yeah. Hawks are starting over as well. No more Kane. Taves is, is one way or the other. Something's going to happen with Jonathan Taves. So you're starting over with kids. Okay, the only difference is is that the Blackhawks don't have that difference-making star right away that can help you like Justin Fields can, at least in my view. So who has the avenue to win out of all these teams? Cubs? Wow. Not the Bulls. That's not, they're not in the conversation. The Bulls are the worst of the five. Fair. At least the Blackhawks... Have embraced where they are. They've got four zillion draft picks, a ton of salary space. Now they've got a lot of work to do to get players into those slots. The Bulls still got to tear it down. The Bulls are, for me, the worst situation in Chicago sports. I would probably go the Cubs. No, I would probably tell you the White Sox still have the most talent, then the Cubs. The Bears are the most enviable situation. Mm -hmm. Then the Blackhawks, dead last the Bulls. And and by the way, did C-Red Fred move out of Chicago? Why why is that? This dude is invisible. Well, you can understand. All of a sudden, the Knicks win like a billion in a row, and C-Red Fred ain't chirping so loud anymore. You can understand why. It was a sidebar. Brought to you by Inkin Law. But you can understand why. Because the Bulls suck. Yeah. Yeah. And the Skies don't eat the Bulls. So I, I would say, I would say that you are correct that they have the proper avenue to win, mm-hmm. but the Cubs are closer than any team well, in the city. Put some pieces in place. Yeah, correct. The Cubs are the Cubs are the closest team to be a winner, and the reason why I say that, Sox fans, is because show me. Well, the Sox won't spend. Well, I mean, hey, we got Melky Cabrera in left field. What are you talking about? We got Melky? He retired. Oh, he's out there. They got him again. Ben Intendi. Wow. Oh, exactly. God. Like, they herald that. Like, that's an amazing signing. Like, on hey, the Yankees, the he's like number 12 on their roster. Cappy, it's the record. They got it. I mean, it's the record. It's their most expensive contract. Right here on the home of the White Sox, ESPN 1000. Go ahead. Sorry, Brooks. Uh, go ahead. No, it's a nice. It's good. Hoodie, it's a good thing. They gave out their biggest contract in team history. It's a record. Congratulations to the White Sox. Wow. Boy. Congratulations All on right, Jay Moore. It's a good thing. It's a positive. I'm telling you, it's a good thing. I don't want to talk to you now. They're spending big. The record contract, Andrew Benintendi. We're never going to give more than five years to the pitcher. John Danks, you're giving the money. Oh, he stinks. What did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, just quickly, something that you both just made me think about with the Bulls. Uh, I, I, not a lot of preface to this. Shot or no shot, the Bulls have the worst situation in the NBA. Oh, don't do oh, that. Oh, boy. 
that, in the no, NBA. Well, that's a well, that's a no shot off the off the rip. That's a no shot. Who's worse? Like the Pistons are garbage, but at least they're going to get maybe the number one pick again. They've got a lot of young talent. Well, as long as Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets, that will always be the worst situation. I, yeah, I well, can well, see that. Well, I'm just I'm a, I can hear that. Hey, this is with a healthy ball or not. I'm just saying that. The way that Michael runs that organization, the greatest basketball player I've ever seen, but one of the worst front office people or owners in sports. For a long time, by the way. This used to be the Clipper spot for a long time before you were born, Shay. This used to be Correct. Cap and I talking about um, the Clippers being so bad and Billy Crystal the only supporter for that team. Correct. That was his team. They had Donald Sterling. Oh, man. Elgin Baylor. Big Magic Johnson. What has he ever done? Sorry. Okay, I'm just quickly looking as an aside. Who's in worse shape? I mean, Brooklyn's not in great shape, but they're at least nine games over 500. They got a, a fresh building and and they got a boatload of picks. I mean, that, I think they're in pretty good shape for the future. Actually, the Wizards just middling. They're just the Hornets for sure are a dead in the water ball club. It's the worst run organization in the NBA. Houston has. Arguably, they're good. More young talent than we've got. Yep, they're good. The Spurs, they got Popovich. They're waiting for the sweepstakes of Winbinyana. Right, that's the thing though. Like the Bulls, they don't have their own pick. They they're a hard cap team that overpaid for average. Like I just, you, Shay, you make a valid point, man. They're got, in the worst spot in the league. I don't just, I don't agree with that. I think anytime that you have talent, you have a chance to be able to get in that. At the very least, a play-in game. Charlotte is just bad. They're the just Bulls are not run. going to the play-in game. They're done, and they're going to get their arse beat tonight I mean, in Denver. When you've got Vooch publicly saying, it's not going to click for us, and you don't have your pick, and you're not going to make the playoffs after being like a hard cap team, basically, where do you go? I don't I, get I, how they get better. I told this to Sylvie yesterday because I read that quote from Vucevic. You talk about shutting it down. He goes, well, we have to wait for the other teams to get worse for us to get better. Like, what? He's like, what do you mean? The switch is not going to click? So you've already predicted that the switch is not going to flip on for this team. You're not going to try harder? You're not going to be better as a franchise? You're not going to work harder to try to get yourself in playoff contention? You don't That's what he said. You don't appreciate the honesty? Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm glad he said it. But you know what, though? That sucks when you're a fan. I, listen, the honesty is one thing. But then the ineptitude's another. Sorry, that's not good enough. You're going to tell me that you ultimately you're telling me that well this is who we are, so we're just going to shut it down and just wait for other teams to uh, be down where we but are. He didn't say shut it down. He just said, I said we have to win, but we're depending on the people in front of us on how they do. Thirty games ago, it was in our hands. So it's hard to say after sixty-five games we didn't figure it out. It's tough to believe something will just click like that. Why we'll not? see. We'll keep fighting. We'll keep hoping. But it's obvious we've put ourselves in a very difficult spot now. The switch. I love the, the honesty. No, the switch quote. What do you mean? Season's over now. Uh, what you just read there, the last paragraph. That's what I'm not happy with. You're, you're not gonna. So you're not gonna play any harder, huh? You're just not going to defend any better. This is who we are. That's what that quote says. It might be honest, but it still sucks. Oh, he said it's tough to believe that something's just going to click like that. Why not? Because it's not. Why not? It's not. We could, we could be here all day, and I still ask you why. 
because you don't have a good roster. You've got a front office that's incompetent. Let me They're just tell awful. you, this is where the fire is burned out on you. You've lost the fire. I you, lost you, the fire. You lost the fire. No shot. For, for you to be on his side as a coach saying that, well, you know, this is what we are. That's exactly what he just said. You've lost the fire. That's, that's, like, not, that's not who you are. That's not who you were. You, if you were coaching him, you go, you'd read that and say, come on in here. What the hell does this quote mean? Is this all we're going to do? We're not going to be better as a team? Why can't the light come on? Because there's, Why not? Because you've had 60-some games of a sample size that tell you bad roster, poorly, poorly put together, period. You've lost the fire. No the shot. old cap would have said, would have kicked him in the ass and go, we're going to be better as a franchise. This cap here, grandfather cap, uh, this is what they are. Uh, bad team. You've lost it. Bad, bad team, cap, kid. The old cap would have said, no, no. The, the light will come on, and we're going to play harder, and we're going to get in the playoffs. Bad That's team. what you would have done. Nope. Bad team. Oh, you would have done that in the 80s? Maybe in the 80s. What do you mean? <laughs> 90s? Absolutely. Now, grandfather cap, Florida cap, Vegas cap, lost the fire. Around the NFL. Wow. Next. Welcome back to Captain J. Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean... What's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Huh? We go around the National Football League right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. Let's find out what's going around, and it's so much news. It's March 8th, and there's still NFL news. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Well, in yesterday's Tag Day, there better be NFL news. So let's get started with Tag Day and the biggest story out of it. Lamar Jackson got placed on the non-exclusive franchise tag. That does mean interested teams can pursue a trade. They would have to give up two first-round picks uh, to get Lamar back. But pretty much immediately, Hoodie, we saw Atlanta publicly say they're out. Washington, we're out. Carolina, we're out. Vegas, we're out. Miami, we're out. Everybody immediately goes, we're not interested. We're not going to make a move for Lamar Jackson. So there's two schools of thought here. Either one... You don't think you can win with him, and he's not the best move for the future of your franchise. Or two, and the more unprovable rumor one, these owners got together in a hotel suite and said, look, man, fully guaranteed deals are done. We are not trading for this guy. It's hard to prove collusion, Cap, but I wonder. It's in the back of my mind. There is zero chance they got together in a hotel suite and said that. They're not that stupid. You're talking about... The kind of lawsuit, the billions of dollars that would be, they're not that stupid. So they don't, you don't think they came together for that? I do not. How about a cigar lounge? Maybe there. Possibly. Maybe. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> Asians of orchid, orchids of Asia. Uh-huh. Massage parlor. Maybe. We're Bob Craftling. The, I be, what I believe is this guy's had injuries the last two years. Yeah. Just because Jimmy Haslam's a stupid owner in Cleveland and guaranteed a deal, the rest of them went, we're not doing it. We are not doing that. Now, if Patrick Mahomes hit the market, they'd all line up. Oh, he's a free agent? 
how much you want. Everyone would. Why wouldn't you? Lamar? Not so much. Can't stay healthy. So that's the most recent thing on the resume, is that he did not play the last regular season games or the playoff game. He missed a lot of the season. Did not even show up to the playoff game. Didn't go with the team. Because of his, um, what do you call that, Shay? When... uh, Contract dispute? Contract dispute, yes, but also a guy that was taking the Raven stuff off of his social media and also... He felt disrespected. And also congratulating the other team after losing. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of odd behavior. Well, it rubbed me the wrong way. And that's why, like, I put out on Twitter yesterday, could it just be that NFL front offices don't think this guy is a winner? Whether I think that or not is irrelevant. I think he's a good player. I also think we're already seeing the downhill slide with Lamar. I don't think his legs are what they were even two or three years ago. That's part of what happens. And not saying he, that's, he get hurt. He got hurt in the pocket. I get that. He still got hurt. Like, yeah. it's still injury. It doesn't matter where it happened. It still is mileage on your tread on the tires, so to speak. But what I'm saying is that who are you, Atlanta, Carolina, to turn down a, a player of his stature? Who are you? You got a whole division. Though you don't have a, a quarterback in outside of Derek Carr now that's signed with the Saints. Okay, so Who are you? Ma- well, maybe they have a different plan. Maybe they're going to trade up and go get whoever it is in the draft that they like. It's not my business, Cap, but I will just tell you that if I'm Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. instead of having me or my mom representing me, I would definitely get myself someone that understands the business of the football business. They can get this done for me. Is he going there hat in hand talking about what he thinks he's worth? His mom going in there asking for what he's worth? You got to have a representative, man. You need an agent. Badly. Does that make sense? You do. You need someone in front. But Roquan Smith will say, hold on a second, Jonathan. Take that. I got my deal. I got paid. Chicago didn't want to give it to me, but Baltimore did. I just, uh, in this situation, Lamar Jackson, who put himself in this situation. And again, we don't know. Here's the thing we don't know. Was he healthy enough to play in the playoff game or not? Or did he do a business decision? Correct. There are people, I don't know the answer to the question. There are people in Baltimore that believe it was a business decision. Oh, right, you don't want to pay me? I'm going to protect myself. Well, they would say that. It's Baltimore. Wasn't Correct. that, though? That's perception is reality. If the front office thinks he did it as a business decision, doesn't really matter what he actually did it for. Perception is their reality there. I'm out. So, like if that's, if that's what I think he did, then I'm out. Lamar has missed... When did we go to 17 games? 2021? Mm-hmm. He has missed five games each of the last two seasons. So that's 10 missed starts. Now, when he plays, he's really good. 45 and 16 is the team's record. But but you don't see collusion there, Marvin Miller, huh? You don't see it? I don't see collusion. I don't. Now, if you had told me that nobody was going to pay Deshaun Watson... Dude, he had not just the Haslam family owns Cleveland. Atlanta thought it was done. They thought they were getting him. They were giving up whatever they had to give up, and they were going to pay him the same contract. That's a guy with 30, 30 sexual misconduct or sexual assault allegations against him. If there was collusion in that, I couldn't blink an eye. I couldn't. I can't say that. I could say, hey, he has a right to work, but also owners have a right to put on the team who they want to. They have a right to be able to put on what they think is good citizens or good players. Correct. So, I Like, if Jalen Carter slides to 12, that doesn't mean there was collusion. It means teams are afraid of what might be coming down the road. 
I'm more on Cap's side of this. I think it's more about the future of Lamar Jackson and the future of these franchises than it is collusion. You can't. The thing is, you can't separate Lamar and the contract he wants. You can't separate his talent from the contract he's asking for. That's a part of getting into this future with him. Shay, I'm, there's no side because I didn't say that it was collusion. I brought it up as a talking point. Well, I'm because... not saying with you. I'm just saying I, I agree with Cap. Go ahead. I'm, that's all. Next. Uh, all right. Well, I was going to ask this in shot or no shot, so I'll ask it for you here. Shot or no shot, Lamar Jackson's the Ravens quarterback on opening night. That's a shot. I'm trying to figure out, if not, where's the destination? Where's he going? These teams that we mentioned, Atlanta and Carolina, seem like good suitors. Jets, that would be the last ditch. If they can't get Aaron Rodgers, then what are you going to do, the Jets? They're getting Rodgers. I will be shocked. He's waiting for them at the airport, we just heard. And the Colts, the other team that was brought up, well, you went to that well several times, the veteran quarterback well. But this is different. But, brother, you've been there, though, and, and you've been spurned every, every time. They still have not been able to replace Andrew Luck, clearly. How about Andrew Luck when he come back? Can he, yeah, no. <laughs> well, let's, let's bring him back. He's done. The Bears retired him. What do you think? I say he's shot. I can't find another team. Wow. Um, Not going to sit out, man. If he sits out, then that is collusion. There's no no way he's sitting out. Leaving that much money on the table? I would say he returns to the Ravens. I would guess that's probably it. But what's the Ravens play here? That's a playoff team. Who's that quarterback? Tyler Huntley? Stop yourself. I say Lamar returns. I got a co-sign with Hoodie. I can't think of where he's going. Now, would I be stunned if he got traded? No. And if he does get traded, you have to get two first-round picks back. So, in the event you trade him to Atlanta or Vegas, you get a pick in the top ten this year. Maybe you move that one up in a way where C.J. Stroud's your quarterback. Like, there is a pathway where they can still replace the quarterback on a playoff team with at least a prospect who could be really good. So you're handing the keys to a rookie. It's better than handing them to Tyler Huntley. Well, then you're starting. It's better than paying Lamar $45 million a year. Then you're starting over then. With talent. Because everything is is predicated on the the, uh, quarterback. So, all right, can you squeeze in one more? Can we get one more? Uh, we have one more, but let's do it on the other side. Let's keep things timely. All right. And by the way, what was going on yesterday in this time slot? Abdallah was driving, so I'm holding him responsible. What happened? They're taking breaks at one minute after the top of the hour. We got a clock. We follow said clock. So, Abdallah, we, you're we better just, than that. We just went to break and shot or no shot four minutes late. All right, we we, did? Let's keep this ship on the road, boys. Let's All right, that's on us, on the road. That's on us. Let's keep this sucker tight. That doesn't excuse what they did yesterday. Take a break. Right on time. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We're with you until 10 o'clock, and then it'll be Mike Greenberg at 10, Carmen and Yurko 12 to 2, Waddle and Sylvie from 2 to 6, Black and Abdallah 6 to 8, right into Freddie and Fitzsimmons at 8 o'clock right here on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. That's where you can watch the show and all the shows here at ESPN Chicago. And so, 
You know, Cap, one of the more underrated shows, and by the way, we did have a winner for our tickets, by the way. What was the name? Aaron? Was that his name, Shay? Aaron and Morris. Aaron and Morris. Was the winner of the tickets. And uh, and so he knew that you worked at ESPN 1000 twice. Actually, I worked at AM 1000 twice. ESPN took over after I left. It was, what was the name of that company? Uh, Evergreen Media. Mm-hmm. I was with Norm Van Leer. That was yesterday's question. My first partner. Overnights. Yes. The store. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So you were on the signal twice. Correct. All right. So he, he knew that. It wasn't NBC Sports Chicago. It wasn't anywhere else. It was here. You've been here twice. That is correct. All right. So we'll give away another pair of tickets coming up uh, tomorrow at 8.50 right here on ESPN 1000. Opportunity for you to be part of our 25th anniversary celebration on Friday, March 24th at uh, 11 a.m. That's when the doors open at the House of Blues. Again, for tickets, LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. One of the um, show, the underrated shows that you've ever hosted was that memorabilia show you used to do on NBC Sports Chicago. Oh, a piece of the game. I love that show. That show was so much fun to do. I could tell because the genuine nature of you standing there looking at all these things and just like the camera cuts to you and you're just like, whoa, I never even thought that that was a thing or you were surprised at the price or at how wonderful some of these items were that you were showcasing on that program. Yeah, there were some amazing Jesse Owens getting his gold medal. Yeah. And his family, uh, he's long gone, obviously, but some of his descendants were there and they talked about that he had said that horrible man, the Olympics were in Germany, was right there and he had to look down on Jesse Owens getting the gold medal. And I literally got to hold his gold medal. Dude, it was, it was insane. Some of the stuff we found. When you hold memorabilia like that, you're thinking to yourself, man, what did Jackie, uh, what did uh, Jesse Owens, what did he think? Like if this thing could talk. Yeah. What do you think that Jesse Owens was thinking? Like in front of Hitler. Yep. And and him accomplishing that as a black man during that time. Right. I'm sure that in your mind you're like, wow, there's power in this. Oh, my God. It's like it gave you chills. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another guy told the story. He went in. He buys stuff. Like, he'll go to Salvation Armies and Goodwills and um, garage sales, all that, estate sales, and look for bargains anywhere. That's his hobby. And he went into, like, a Salvation Army, and he, they sell, like, old clothes by the pound. Mm-hmm. He found one sweater and had some holes in it, but it had a big A Letterman sweater. He's like, that's cool. I'm going to buy that. 50 cents. He's at home, and his wife says, hey. I was just looking something up about the sweater you bought. Look at this one I just found. It looks just like yours. Mm-hmm. He, it has a name inside. He looks on his. He goes, oh, my God. That's the one I bought for 50 cents. It was Vince Lombardi's Letterman sweater from, the, from West Point. Oh. Yes. Wow. 50 cents. Really cool stuff. I wonder, I wonder, Cap, as we move forward, you know, through our lives. Mm-hmm. If, if people of the next generation mm-hmm. is keeping items like they did 10, 20, 50 years ago in an attic, you know, when you get new families coming in, do they even have memorabilia like that? Like it was great things from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I wonder, do you still have, will we still have that 
with younger families? Will they still be able to? That's a great question. And the other thing is, too, will they be able to understand and cherish great items like that? Over the next 20, 30 years, like Shay's family, like Shay, Shay's into uh, collecting baseball cards. Mm-hmm. So he understands the value of memorabilia. But others in his generation, will they be able to understand, hey, I got I got a family now and I got all these artifacts, all these great items in my attic. Will that still be a thing like it is for us? You're a baby boomer. I'm a generation Xer. And we under, I, I still have my mom left kept all the newspapers from the Bulls championships. Sometimes I brought a few in for you, mm-hmm. just some of the memorabilia that she had in a trunk. Mm-hmm. And so I have value with that. When we move, the, all that stuff's coming with me. I'm not going to uh-huh. leave that behind. No. So I was covering the day the Ricketts family took over the ownership of the Cubs. October 30, 2009. I had that anchor on then Comcast Sportsnet. And he finishes his speech. I do my stand-up. From Wrigley Field, David Kaplan, Comcast Sports. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're good. We pack our stuff up, and they start breaking down the setup. It was in, like, the Captain Morgan Club, now yeah. where DraftKings is building, because mm-hmm. the stadium was under construction. And I look, and they throw these papers into the garbage. What is that? It's his speech. Mm-hmm. We're going to win the World Series. We're going to be good neighbors. We're going to do this. We're going to save Wrigley Field. Pulled it right out of the garbage. It's in a safe deposit box. I've had multiple people try to buy it from me. Mm. Still have it. There's value there. There is. Yes. Yes. Because he makes the initial speech almost a a stump speech like a president. Correct. (laughs) Right? Correct. (laughs) There's only one copy of it, and I've got it. Yeah. So. So they got to name their price, right? Got to name their price. Okay. So now when we talk about this, Shay, there's another memorabilia item that we have to mention. This comes up from time to time, but this one hits home to Chicagoans. Yeah, I was reading this story this morning. So this guy, Mike Cole, lives in Connecticut, Mm -hmm. was at Michael Jordan's debut game, and he kept his ticket. Now, most of the tickets, I think there's like 30 of them from that game. Uh, Most of them don't have the, they have the stub removed, so the perforation's gone. There's no logo on it. Somehow this guy's ticket, fully intact. So this is a one-of-one item. And it was worth half a million dollars. And I'm going through this story where he's putting it up for auction. And the part that stood out to me was, as he's hand, this is the quote. Even as he stretched his arm to give the ticket to a man wearing a bulletproof vest and a Glock on his waistband bound for heritage auctions in Dallas, he wasn't totally convinced parting with it was the right thing to do. So then I started thinking, and Cap brought up this letter, or the speech, and it's, if you have this one of one item that's so personal to you, and one like being at Michael Jordan's debut game and having the only intact ticket, could you sell it? Yes. Something so important to you. If the phone rang today and it was whoever, Tom Ricketts or some collector, he said, Okay, how much you want? And he gave me like an offer that would change my life. Yeah. Yeah, I'd sell it. Sitting in a safe deposit box. What's it doing for me there? Mm-hmm. But if somebody offered me something, you know, I'll give you whatever. No. Yeah. I'll hang on to it. Some would look at memories that are more valuable than money, as you well know. True. Some, some that have these, you know, whether it's cards or whether it's this ticket for uh, Jordan's first game, Cap, some would look at it and just say, I just like to look at it every day. 
I just know I have it, and so I'm not going to give it up because it's my memory of the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. But at some point, Cap, you have to say, how much is this really worth? And then you have to figure out, is the juice worth the squeeze? Should I hold? I'm not going to, am I, they're not going to bury me with this thing. Am I going to die without it? Right? So, so my thought is, is that at some point, I would sell it to the highest bidder. Because you're afraid you're not going to. Well, if I die, then like, you'll just, where would it go? Your wife. Like I said, where would it go? Right. <laughs> but maybe That's there's right. more value. Like, you yeah. can't just settle. Like, you got to have a price in your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a price in my mind. Just one thing about Mike Cole, as, as, as uh, Shay just mentioned, did he work in the front office? How does he have the ticket intact? Because when you go through the turnstiles, there you go. There's your ticket. Right. How now he, it's all on your phone. How did he do that? Did he work in the front office? Because who, keep, who keeps a, a, a ticket intact? Okay, but Unless what, a ticket taker okay, just missed. What, what if I bought two tickets for opening night? Or four, let's say four tickets. Right. You, me, Shea, and Jay Moore. We're going to go see Michael Jordan, this young rookie, his first game. Right. And at 6 o'clock, Jay Moore texts, hey, one of my kids has the flu. I can't go. Yep. I can't get anybody else this late. All right, the three of us will go. I have his extra tickets in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Ah. Ah. That's what you think happened. Yeah. That there was an extra ticket that was never taken. Yeah. And he probably had an empty seat next to him. Yes. And it says, I'm going to keep this. Yes. He didn't have to. Uh, listen, as great as Jordan was in college, I don't know if anyone I, I, besides him really knew the value of that ticket. It's just his opening game. Like, ah, it's Jordan's first game. Bulls aren't very good, but it's Jordan's first game. Nobody knew Jordan was going to be that great they coming knew out of college. Good. They know he's going to be like that, though. And they shot, he, I think he shot 5 of 16 that night. He was not good in that game, even. Yeah, and now yeah. that ticket's worth half a million yeah, you, dollars. Yeah, you would have wanted to move on already. All right. By the way, <laughs> another thing that's coming to me now as we talk about this, are we, have we lost something in sports where, like, you're talking about you go through the turnstile, you get the rip, you smell the popcorn, all this nice stuff. Now it's all on this smartphone. Yes. And you walk through and you don't get the rip anymore. You get the ding ding. Yes. Nobody likes that. Right, right. So what? So you can't sell the phone, can't sell that, that QR code, Cap. See the difference? Yeah. We came up in the right era. Although my wife and I went to see the Chiefs and Bengals in the AFC title game. Mm-hmm. So the ticket was on my phone Yep, for the two of us. They send you something after the fact. If you would like a copy of the ticket, there's a way to get it. I, I, it's too bad that you had to go through all that, you though. You have to purchase it, but you can get it. Michelle someplace has like all of our movie tickets when we were dating. That's cool. I mean, so all of them right into the first few years. But again, you had the hard ticket at that time. Now, you, know, you can't sell your QR code. That's correct. not worth anything. Yeah. Screenshot it. You know what yeah. my uh, brother-in-law <laughs> did? Every game he's gone to from like when he started college, mm-hmm. every game, and he goes a lot, he saved the ticket stub, and he had a barmaid where it's got like acrylic, and all the tickets are in there. It's really cool. So let's ask let's ask this question. Shay, let's open the phone lines here in our nine o'clock hour, three one two three three two ESPN, three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Uh, you have one of one when it comes to memorabilia, an item that's worth a half million dollars. Could you sell it? And also do you miss the physical tickets to be able to keep? Let's get your thoughts in on that. Michael Jordan's first game. 
This guy has the full ticket worth a half million dollars. Would you sell it? How do you handle that? Cap and J. Hood, weekday mornings at 7.